what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be reviewing dream girls the movie musical coming out of 2006 it's going to be a whole retro review we're going to talk about all the things we're going to talk about the music all of the disco references and the history and the magic and if you want to hear what we have to say sit back relax grab a snack grab a beverage and listen on in to the first ones to die Die podcast. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. We're back for another week. How are y'all doing? How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing good. Uh, not nothing too exciting going on right now. So it's been a pretty level week, which is nice. I haven't had one in a while, so I'm excited <laughs> to do like nothing this weekend and just like have no drama or issues. I'm really hoping it stays that way, but. We'll see. We'll see. So, but how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Jonathan? Good, good. Uh, the week went by kind of quick, which was really nice. Um, so I'm excited for the weekend. It's going to be pretty relaxing. Um, a big event at work next week. So uh, prepping for that. And then, yeah, watching uh, for any of the Love is Blind lovers out there. <laughs> this season is good, in my opinion. It's not like the tip of the top for Love is Blind, but it's been entertaining. Um, so for context, I know you guys don't watch Love is Blind, but I'll talk about this one couple. So it was this the guy, his name is Jimmy. The girl, her name is Chelsea. And they were in a love triangle. Chelsea had another option named Trevor and Jimmy had another option named Jen, Jen, I forget her name, but she had, he had another option. She and him, his other option and him, they were really connecting. They were really getting along and he was her first choice. But then she said she had a daughter and he was like, I'm going to head out. So he <laughs> ended up choosing Chelsea Chelsea looked like had to save a hoe to you. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, uh, she, first of all, she's kind of annoying. Actually, not kind of. She's really annoying. Uh, <laughs> but Chelsea, she. It's pretty bad when you're calling somebody annoying. <laughs> Jonathan's the nice person ever. You can have all the flaws in the world and he'll still be like, I mean, I don't know. You still got a a, a steady heartbeat. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> but she had two options. Jimmy, the guy she chose, and Trevor. And her thing was basically like, I'm just going to pick whoever proposes to me first. And so Jimmy ended up proposing to her first. So she picked Jimmy, even though she had a better connection with Trevor. Jimmy got soul. <laughs> and one of the conversations jimmy and chelsea had in the pods because you know they can't see each other so they were talking about oh what celebrity do people say you look like and chelsea said oh people tell me i look like who is she uh mgk's wife or girlfriend 
And then Jimmy was like, you mean Megan Fox? So this whole time, he's thinking that he about to be engaged to Megan Fox. They get out the pods. Homegirl is not Megan Fox at all. She looks nothing like Megan Fox. And so, so Jimmy immediately is like, she lied and she is not Megan Fox. But they're still continuing on so far, but they've had a lot of issues. And I think these other two that prospects that they had might come into play and they might be looking at these other people in the I, next batch of episodes. <laughs> He's like, you don't look like no Megan Fox. You look like kicking rocks. Get the heck out of here. I'm tired. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> Did he like say she doesn't like look like Megan Fox? She looks like somebody else or like. Is he just no, like, <laughs> just that she doesn't. Oh, God. Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he is not that great looking either. So he can't. He doesn't Listen, have much to stand on. That's always they I, all, those be the ones. Those are always the ones that are just like, well, man, you ain't pretty. Well, you ain't a looker either. What you mean? You talking all that trash? <laughs> all that. That snack. is true. <laughs> so I yeah, looking raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, that's why I'm glad for the girlfriend I got now. Listen, I know I know what I got to so don't have, all right? I know I could floss my teeth with a mattress. Okay, in between Stop. my teeth and teeth. I get oh. that. <laughs> but she loves First me all, anyway. <laughs> I got the same gap you do. Watch it. <laughs> we all I can't have flawless teeth to. like Jonathan. I used to have a gap before I got braces. <laughs> I had braces. <laughs> wear your retainer people wear your retainer it's true i mean listen i for me i was just like the, they i had the option my dentist when i was like 21 was like you know you're still pretty young you could probably get braces and fix the gap in your teeth because my gap is and I, here's the thing i think it's my dad's fault and here's why <laughs> because <laughs> because mind you my dad does have a natural gap in his teeth but my gap in my teeth is because one of my teeth is over another tooth. It's not like they grew in that way. It's one is shifted entirely. And I think it's because when I was like five, my dad was trying to teach me how to play baseball. Mind you though, I'm five and I've never played before. <laughs> and my dad, not understanding that, threw the ba- a regular, actual baseball. And mind you, I have a plastic, like little, like, uh, uh, the kitty bat. Uh, like kitty bat that like collapses. It's a collapsible bat. So it has no structural integrity at all. <laughs> and he, oh, no. But he's playing with me with a real baseball, throws it, and I my face, and I d- took the whole hit right in my mouth. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just like, that probably is why my teeth didn't grow in right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, because like, honestly, I had to get front braces when they finally grew in because i knocked them out like two years too early so when the new ones grew in they grew in all wonky. you took out your own braces yeah no 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 i had a weird way of eating apples that eventually knocked out my forefront teeth a couple mm. years earlier than they should have fallen out oh, so for okay. like two years i didn't have front teeth and then they grew in all wonky probably because of the way i kept hitting them <laughs> So my teeth are my own fault. I admit it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, your dad messed you up. <laughs> but again, a tooth is distinctive. Like it gives character. You know. Yeah, that's true. 
But yeah, Love is Blind is interesting. Yes, it's 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 pretty interesting. I've seen Don't say you look like talking about it on TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. And so I know some of the people you're talking about, and it's so funny because I'll watch like reality TV on TikTok. Like people post clips and stuff. People are like talking about the show. So I'm watching it that way. <laughs> so I'm actually just <laughs> watching the full show. Yeah. Don't don't say don't ever if you go on this show, audience ever, don't set yourself up. Set yourself up like that. Don't say you look like Megan Fox because all you will get is a lot of hate. Is, is a lot of hate <laughs> and a lot of people saying you look like one of Megan's foxes versus Megan Fox. <laughs> you just got to go there and be like, look, I look like Renee Zell, Zellweger. Uh, and yes, I know Zell that's not how you pronounce her name. I'm referencing the Dave Chappelle skit or in which they pronounced uh-huh. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you should like humble yourself so when they see you, you're like, oh, you're even more prettier or something right. like that. Like, exactly. Set up Why would you? Like an expectation, not like, right. or don't set up an expectation. Listen, right. if you look like Ja Rule in the face, just say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just let people know. Eric Gotti. Not- oh my God. <laughs> Not not to say that she's ugly, just to say that she does not look like but Megan she, Fox. She does not look like Megan Fox at all. Disclaimer, she's not ugly, but she's just, you know, not Megan she's Fox. She's not Megan Fox, you know, right. like a very few people like, aren't. I mean, heck, before Megan Fox uh, saw a doctor, she didn't even look like Megan Fox, as we I'm know her done. today. So, I Well, done. I feel like when you talk about Megan Fox, you're talking pre-surgery Megan Fox. I still have, like, before not when you reference like MGK because she didn't give it MGK oh. until after. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, if he's referenced. Which and, the fact that now, she, right? and the fact that she said MGK's wife, like you she got on my nerves. <laughs> no, Megan Fox has had her own career. She is not but right. she was MGK's famous before Right. She's been like Transformers. I, I don't like those Jennifer's movies, but body. I'll give her her credit. Jennifer's yeah. body, you know what I'm saying? That's like Simone's Biles' husband trying to pull that shit, oh, whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> I um, really actually um, don't know his I don't, name. Which is crazy, because I don't know why <laughs> Megan Fox got plastic surgery, because she was very cute before she got plastic surgery. She looked really, she was, uh, I remember seeing that episode of um, Two and a Half Men, where she was uh, a guest on guest star on that show. And I was like, man, you're cute. Don't know why. I'm I mean, it's the way of Hollywood. I think it's the same reason why all the celebrities now have veneers. Oh, I thought you were going to say our Arnold Zimpic. Well, yeah. Well, it's not just celebrities. Those are like normal people too, which is just ridiculous. Because I saw, um, I forgot where it was, but I saw somebody talking about it. How when they got off of it, they ended up gaining twice as much weight back. Yeah, apparently that's the thing. Apparently, if you it's- stop it, you will just get bigger. Well, I mean... They take it and they don't adjust their lifestyle. They don't adjust their habits, their eating habits, their exercising. Mm-hmm. They take it as a quick way to lose weight. And then, of course, when you get off this medication, you're going to get bigger because you haven't, you know, adjusted anything to yourself. You just took a little pill. Yep. Mm-hmm. But no, I was oh, saying the veneers oh, thing because oh, like oh, every sorry. celebrity has the same 
weird more more teeth than they should have in their mouth type of thing mm. going on. Yeah, I was listening to the I think it was Kev on stage, the uh I saw this on the internet and uh they were talking about how <laughs> uh it all looks like you have your whole mouth looks like you're it's full of two front teeth with veneers. It really does. Yeah. Because you don't have like the canines that are like well, supposed like, to be sharper. You, you know you have like very nice teeth, Jonathan. But you can clearly oh, tell you. your teeth are different sizes <laughs> and like different shapes. You can see your canines and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All their teeth look exactly the same. And somebody was talking about like, oh, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse happening, celebrities won't survive because once the veneers fall out, <laughs> because those aren't permanent things. They just have the little tooth nubbins underneath. Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. shave your teeth. Yeah, so all they got is the little nubbins underneath. They're not going to be able to eat. See, but at least they'll live longer than Kanye will. Because Kanye <laughs> replaced his entire stuff with like a grill, uh, like a permanent grill that looks like it's like a one block thing and then like little canine vampire teeth. And that's it. Like He did not. When pro- did that happen? Under. What happens like, when you think like last year what happens when you eat spaghetti won't it stain i don't know i'm just like for me i'm just like bruh i don't know about this is the same way i feel about the ultimate like mod the body modification people or whatever where they get like holes in their face or like their eyes all black i'm like what are you doing to you so listen like you know i I hate to go i hate to go here with this but it's important because i i often push the boundaries i'm like tattoos whatever you know piercings sure but listen God gave you a body built the way it's built for a reason. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the second you start going and going to the extremes of taking away the things you need to survive that God gave you purposefully, now you're pushing the limits. I'll say... No, it is a I'll, bar. I'll... <laughs> Wait, what is a bar? Kanye's <laughs> teeth? Uh, or lack thereof? Uh, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say you do you. I'll say do whatever. I'm living in Hollywood, so we got BBLs up the yin yang. That is true. <laughs> the BBL like craze is maddening, and it's kind of freaking me out now because it's like it's a thing where I don't know. It's freaking me out in that I'm seeing like you see a lot of women, and I'm just like that can't be healthy. It just don't look right. Your whole butt shouldn't still look like you standing up when you sitting down. That's a problem. <laughs> well, the whole you sitting down, meanwhile there's those- two mounds on the back of your back. <laughs> Standing up to, uh, at attention the whole time. <laughs> Good lord. Well, the whole thing with that is that, like, <laughs> people get this plastic surgery thing and they're like, oh, I'm going to look great. They don't understand after a few years, you're going to have to get stuff redone. Things fall, things move, things shift in your body, such as, like, with all those fillers. Those move down. Once you get fillers, they're to- you're told to massage to keep it in place. Like, mm. I don't think people, they're just focusing on, like, what can I look like now? And, like, if it does make you feel better now, because, like, I got tattoos. I got my own body modifications, you know? Like, Jonathan said, you do you. But you also need to think about long-term consequences about that right, type tattoos, because I feel like tattoos are different. Even people who get, like, the full body tattoo. I'm like, if you yeah. feels, if that feels comfortable to you, and you're not really doing much damage to, unless you're, use, like, you're not, you're going to an unhealthy place to get your tattoos, in which case then oh, it's a concern. Oh, there was, like, this guy but, in Mexico... Never go into the ocean once you get a tattoo because that's technically an open wound and you shouldn't go in the ocean. This mm-hmm. guy got a tattoo, went into the ocean, and like lost his whole fucking leg because it turned septic. Yep. 
So Which it's like, like you gotta that. take care of yourself if you do get tattoos. But it's yeah. like, you know, if you go into a healthy place, a clean place, getting tattoos, and then they, you know, they give you proper instruction, proper lotion, all those things, do you? That's great. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're like, granted, I I do know <laughs> I've met some of those pure Puritan Christians that are like, but your body's a temple, you and you're putting marks on it. It's like it it's fine. It's whatever. Especially if you put Jesus on it. Like now the temple has a cross on it. It didn't have a cross on it two seconds ago until I went to the tattoo parlor. All right. I'm, I'm decorating for the it Lord. It has the scripture. <laughs> yeah, I put a scripture on it. John 3.16 is on here. <laughs> but, you know, like I'm that. just I'm saying. Gonna use that next time I get into an argument. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's a solid one. <laughs> Listen, the temple has no symbols on it. So I'm going to put some symbols on it so people know what the temple is all about. <laughs> As long as they make sense, you know, for some How people. How did we get here? Nah, I just say. How did we? <laughs> Jerome, how's your week been? Uh, how has uh, your week been? It's been good. It's been good. It's been uh, less chaotic. Black people have finally calmed down. The black populace. Uh, I haven't seen as much on black Instagram or black Twitter of just like conflict going on. So hopefully it stays this way for the rest of the year. <laughs> because it's been getting a little, little insane out here. Uh, the only, the only thing I've seen has been, and it's, and it's been interesting is the Kanye, speaking of Kanye West, he released his new album, Vultures. Uh, well, it's a, it's a duo album between, with him and Ty Dolla Sign released it together called Vultures. Uh, Wait, Ty Dolla Sign? Yep. I love Ty Dolla Sign actually, cause there, there's a meme that says, I think I told you guys this before, but there's a meme that's like. Ty Dolla Sign featuring, and it's like a picture of someone going, or something like that. And then it's like featuring Ty Dolla Sign, and it's like, because he he be on the features. It's listen. There's I've said it before a lot of times. There's some artists who are great feature artists, but are not great solo artists. Um, and I feel like yeah. Ty Dolla Sign is one of them. Like he's he's an amazing singer, and the dude's got got a great vibe. But he just doesn't know how to, and it's not his fault. Like not everybody has the mindset for like how to build like an album or build like a solo project in the same way that your features are really built very well. And sometimes it takes collaborating with the right people for that to happen. I guess Ty, Ty Dawson just hasn't ha- met the right people to make that happen for him. But anyway, they released an album together and it has taken the music critic world by storm because <laughs> Like you have the you have two camps now. You have the camp of people who are like, I'm not reviewing it because I'm not going to support Kanye in any way, shape, or form. So I don't care if you give me guff for it. I'm not doing it. And you have the other people on the other side who are like, I have to review it. It's my job. <laughs> like I I can't not review it, even if I don't agree or do agree. I like you know the music's the music. I'm gonna try and just separate the art from the artist and review it. And and it's led to a lot of discourse amongst like. Kanye fans and not Kanye fans who are like, like arguing about whether it is the right thing to do or not the right thing to do. If you ask me, I I feel like I stand with the critics who are like, if you don't support them, don't review it. Yeah, Gibson, <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> he gets us off a side. <laughs> he was clear about his stance there. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just like, I think it's interesting that to see like the discourse that Kanye has caused, I think even like, although I think it's over for the man for real. I uh, I don't know. He keeps, 
keeps coming Popping back. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think it's over for back. his music career. I mean, like the like the days of us considering him like the legendary Kanye West, I oh. think is kind of over. I think I think we'll regard him as someone who was a great artist and definitely changed the hip hop um, space forever, but eventually fell from grace <laughs> drastically. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't listen to the, the album. Thing. I, <laughs> oh, listen, it's been a whole thing. His whole his new wife has also been all over the Instagrams. Yeah, forget too. that he has a new wife. Yeah, a lot of people did. <laughs> Which is surprising because, you know, if you've seen any pictures with Kanye and them together, like you've at least seen her whole naked body in some way, shape or form. Because I swear the woman is trying to go for wearing the least amount of clothing at all times for as long as possible. I don't understand it, but. It's just a weird, weird thing going on. Um, so that th- that was interesting. Just something I, I interestingly thought about this week. And then also, uh, we got a trailer for the Borderlands movie, which I'm a huge Borderlands fan. I love the video games. I've played all of them except the uh, the Tales from the Borderlands because it's made by a different company. But all of them are really dope. They're really funny uh, and interesting, unique. Um, basically, I don't know if either you've heard of or played borderlands before um i've heard i've of heard of it yeah i haven't played but it but not played it yeah it's basically like mad max meets uh something akin to like kind of like james gunn's suicide squad movie where it's it's a lot of dark humor edgy humor um sometimes toilet humor to a degree uh mixed with like this post-apocalyptic world which the story is there's like a vault filled with unmeasurable treasure on this planet called Pandora, which is like a post-apocalyptic planet, even though there hasn't been an apocalypse. It's just, that's just how the world is. It's insane. (laughs) There's creatures and monsters and psychopaths everywhere. And the few people who are sane, it's hard to measure if that's actually true or not, like, because they live on Pandora. So uh, you play as one of four characters in each game, you play as one of four characters and you go to that planet and uh, hunting for that treasure and hijinks ensue but there are like the borderlands 2 is where the story really got really good they had a really great villain with handsome jack and everything was cool they announced the movie in like 2019 uh covid delayed it a little bit but they finished wrapping in 2021 and then the movie went through development hell for years and we are just now getting the first trailer for the movie and i think it's supposed to come out later this year and people are not necessarily happy. It depends on who you are. If you don't know anything about Borderlands, they're very happy. They're like, oh, yeah, cool. It looks interesting. It looks cool. If you, ha- if you do know the video games, they're not happy. <laughs> it's mainly because of the cast. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you what I'm, what I'm talking about. Because you know I always got to bring up the examples. Boikasha. So this is the cast of Borderlands the current game. Or this is the cat. These are the game characters. And these are the cast of the people playing said characters. And people are not happy with this cat. Though not everybody in this cast. Ariana green, black people are given a pass. She's, she's good. And, uh, and Florence Montano, people like him too. The rest of them, everyone's consensus is great actors, miscast roles for all these four characters. That's like a star studded cast. That's yeah. the thing. And I think, it's I'm of two minds of it because I'm like, on one hand, I get why you would hire this cast. This is a pretty star studded cast. I mean, you got Kate Blanchett, 
Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, Jack Black. Like even the smaller I was about people. To say, like, you just gonna skip over Jack Black? No, Jack Black. Yeah, you, well, no, you jumped. You like his <laughs> Black. I skipped over Jack Curtis. Black because I feel like Jack Black is like the one who people are most divisive of because he's playing a character, the robot Claptrap, who is the mascot of the game and has a very unique voice. And people are kind of like, we love Jack Black, but he's not Claptrap. <laughs> like the Claptrap is a very unique character. It's the same thing as with Sonic, where people were like, we like Sonic, that ain't Sonic. Like, 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 yeah, sure, he's got the powers. That's not him. And it's like, it's the, kind of the similar thing. The stuff with the people complaints they have with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kate Blanchett is mostly just because of their age. Because the two women they're playing are in their like relatively 30s. I think Lilith is like in her 20s. And they make a lot of dumb mistakes because of how young they are and ex- inexperienced. And so to see these two women who are much older and very clearly much older, even in their costumes, they're like, it just doesn't feel like them. And in Kevin Hart's case, it's because he's playing Roland is a very stoic, serious soldier character. And people are like, Kevin Hart's a comedian. We don't know if he'll be able to do it. So I don't know. I mean, it's it like the cast looks, they at least look like the characters. I feel like that's a start. <laughs> and I like the hesitance in your voice. You're like, yeah. Well, because I like it, I, I agree with them in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm like, the trailer in the trailer, the setting looks right. All the creatures look the same as they do in the video game. And also, it's a trailer. The movie isn't out yet. So, you know, I like I'm hesitant, but I'm willing to give it a chance. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's been my week. Otherwise, nothing else interesting has been happening. I've just been working. <laughs> and uh staying afloat. That's pretty much it. Nice. Well. You know what else floats? Dreams. <laughs> and that is why we are going to be talking about, in honor of Black History Month, we're throwing it back. We're doing another retro review. We haven't done one in a minute, but we're throwing it back to Dream Girls. That's right, the 2006 musical drama film written and directed by Bill Condon. Uh, Dream Girls. Uh, is adapted from the 1981 Broadway musical of the same name. The story follows the history and evolution of American R&B music during the 1960s and 70s through the eyes of a Detroit girl group known as The Dreams and their manipulative record executive. Star-studded cast, all right? We got Jamie Foxx, Beyonce, Eddie Murphy, Danny Glover, Anika Noni Rose, Keith Robinson, and introducing Jennifer Hudson, yeah, which of course she won the Oscar for for Best Supporting Actress. Also, mind you, do you know what came out this sa- the same day and the sa- um that year Ooh, around Dreamgirls? Um, uh, what was it? The Pursuit of Happiness. Yes, well, yes, The Pursuit of Happiness was one of them. Oh, that is okay. that, that movie came out the same day, but also because I, I remember watching them around the same time. Yeah, the Aragon movie also came out that same day. Charlotte's Web came out the same day. The live action adaptation of Charlotte's Web came out that there same day. There was a live as action? well. I didn't know that. 
Mm-hmm. December was an interesting month that year because I'm looking at it. Like Rocky Balboa came out that year <laughs> as well. So did Night at the Museum would come out the next week, like the first one. A lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. You know what we came out Marshall the next? Came out that same day on that movie. Children of Men came out that, like December was stacked that You know what year. came out earlier that year? Hmm. High School Musical. Ah, interesting. That's true. That also, last one. Year, yeah. Last one, um, Pan's Labyrinth also came out. That was the, uh, one of the last movies to come out December 29th. That was in 2006 only? Mm-hmm. No, I thought Pan's Labyrinth was older. Older? Nope. I could have sworn it was from the 90s. Pan's Labyrinth came out December uh, 29th, 2006. I genuinely have a hard time believing that. I could have sworn it came out when I was like a child, not a teenager. Dude, you, <laughs> God damn, like December really was the craziest month of 2006. Apocalypto came out that, that month. And Blood Diamond. And Unaccompanied Minors. Oh my God, Blood the, Diamond. That movie made I me I remember break. Unaccompanied Minors. Mm-hmm. Oh was yeah. Tyler, Wait, my my twin, Tyler James Williams. Was yeah. Nope. I'm thinking of a different movie then. Oh no, wait. That's the one where they're all in the airport, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's insane. The 2006 was a crazy year. <laughs> Happy Feet came out this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a month prior. Yeah, 2006. You know, great you year know what for came movies. Out the next, you know what came out the next summer? What? Hairspray. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> if if yeah. you want to watch our hairspray review, it's on the channel. Anyway, enough of the blast in the past. We're here to talk about Dream Girl. <laughs> enough of the blast in the past. Let's talk about this almost 20 year old movie. Well, I'm saying, you know, we, we were talking about other movies that aren't the movie. All right. This time, <laughs> Dream Girls. Um, Dream yeah, Girls. I think uh, I think a good place to start is Jennifer Hudson, because let's be honest, this is her movie. Yes. And uh, normally with audience, normally with our reviews, we go through a non spoiler section we you know give our general thoughts and then go into spoilers but if if you ain't seen this movie yet either stop here watch and then come back or just stay along get on it you're 20 years late all right <laughs> continue how there are children younger than this movie <laughs> <laughs> my god it's true <laughs> the billy eilishes and the olivia rodrigo's they're almost as old as this movie <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Jennifer Hudson is the standout easily. Um, and I think, I think Jennifer Hudson is especially cool this movie because this is her redemption, like wholeheartedly, because for those who don't know, Jennifer Hudson originally was already kind of famous for being on American Idol, like a few years prior. And I remember watching her. Yeah. And, uh, got voted off in seventh place. She got well uh, through to unfair circumstances because Jennifer Hudson is originally from New Orleans, and the night where she was um, one of, like uh, during that episode, the reason she didn't get the votes is because New Orleans had a blackout. So all the people who would have called in because this is back in the day when like you know there was no internet like like it is today. Back then you had to call in and vote and send your votes in. No hey, one hey, could get to the phone. Text too. So. You could text too. You could text. That's true. But it's like nobody could get to the phones to like all most of her fan base who was from her hometown couldn't get to the phones to call in and say, hey, 
we're voting for Jennifer Hudson. So a big chunk of the votes she would have got, she didn't get and got uh, and got voted off American Idol, which is a shame. And uh, in fact, even I watched a documentary finding out about that, about Jennifer Hudson. Like it's like a TV documentary thing. But the I think Simon Cowell came on and said, yeah, we were surprised as judges that she got voted off. <laughs> we thought for that- sure she was going to go the whole way. Because that night, it was um, an infamous night because all three of the Black women who were on the show were in the bottom three. Her, Fantasia, and... I just forget her and Fantasia were on at the same time on American Idol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fantasia won the season that she was on. That's right. Mm -hmm. They did a cute little reunion on the Jennifer Hudson show when Fantasia was promoting the color purple and Fantasia tried to talk about, um, she was like bringing up, remember when they tried to put us in the bottom three and Jennifer Hudson kept trying to like change the subject. It must be a sore <laughs> subject for her. She's probably just like, yeah, I, I remember distinctly you standing on that stage where I was supposed to like getting my flowers and my win and everything. I remember that very vividly. Yes. <laughs> you had to have a whole city blackout. Just so I can't go forward. That'd be funny if Fantasia shut all of the world down. The New Orleans Leans blackout was due to Fantasia. She just had to. She knew what she had to do. Shut the whole city down. (laughs) She knew what she had to do. No, she did what she had to do. She did what she had to do. That's right. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're big. I'm sure they're big time friends. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Uh, But I do. I do remember when it's crazy because back then I remember being in the pop culture world still as as much as I am today, and I remember when either the trailer came out or they announced they showed like the first image. Of Jennifer Hudson, Beyonce, and Anika Noni Rose. Uh, oh, sorry, in I said character. I stand corrected. I said New Orleans. I meant Chicago. She's from Chicago. I'm gonna get it right. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Chicago. Hey, there's. I, should, I, I, I knew that. Chicago I knew that in too. 2006. Where was that blackout? Where was I? <laughs> she. <laughs> <sighs> God, yeah. I, I don't know. I remember. Like I know. Like I don't remember. There's. On. Uh, while you're looking up, up that, uh, so when the first images came out of uh, Jennifer Hudson in like costume, and they announced, oh, Jennifer Hudson is going to be playing this role in Dreamgirls with Beyonce and all these other stars, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Jennifer Hudson from American Idol. Like, good for her. I was so happy. I I put up a TikTok about this, but I was saying every single time. Every single time I watch Jennifer Hudson, I, for some reason, forget how amazing of a singer she is until I see something she's in. And then it's like, I've heard her for the first time again. And then it's like kind of mind blowing because I was like, damn, the range she Even can when do you saw cats. is insane. I mean, she has an amazing voice. <laughs> and, you know, to like to I her I credit, cats, also, which I was even more emotional. What's funny, though, about <laughs> Cats is I, I feel like she's single-handedly she sold Cats she, because she's she the best great. part of Cats. She, she is. is the the special effects department did her dirty, but she still looked. She still sounded great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Wait, but I. W- no no no. Oh, who was the other actor? One of them haunted me. Who uh, who had the James Corden? Who was in the trench coat? Oh, oh Idris Elba. 
No. It was Idris Elba. Well, it's uh, oh yes, well he wasn't a trench guy. I thought you were talking about um Ian McKellen. No, no, the one they put in that the trench coat that was trying to be a smooth talker. It was it was Idris Elba. Yeah. McKellen. I, I don't know, that one weirded me out the most. <laughs> Cause it's but, like why uh, why are you the only one wearing clothes? Sorry. But this ahead. just proves further proves my point of though of like my Lion King thing and why I have an issue with the music in that movie. Because here it is, Beyonce. It like it like if you could one could think that she's just singing circles around Donald Glover, but it's clearly because they were not in the same room together. Because Beyonce in this movie lets Jennifer Hudson take the lead. Because I also like uh, especially, and I didn't think about it until I watched like a vocal coach react to Dreamgirls the movie. And one of her major notes is she's it, like, "Is it the black guy who reacts on YouTube?" Is no, this was a white lady. <laughs> okay, oh. uh, no, she uh, and one of her notes that she commented on, she's like, you know, it's, she's like, it's interesting to hear Beyonce have a lighter tone because you know you listen to Beyonce's own music, she always is like with the powerhouse, Rah! like that's she always has the growl with her with how she sings. Versus Dreamgirls is very light. It's very airy, but it's very similar to how Diana Ross sang, who her character is based off of. And, and so it's like, but it also gives, it does, it's twofold in that it's very, it's in character, but it also gives Jennifer Hudson the chance to shine over her as the like more powerful vocalist, even though they're probably neck and neck about like how, how powerful their vocals are as singers. Yeah, because it's so important to the plot, too, because, you know, Effie, Jennifer Hudson's character, she starts off as the lead singer of the group. And then um, Beyonce and Nick and Odie Rose, they're they're the supporting uh, parts of the group. Um, And then it's such a switch up when uh, Beyonce, Dina. <laughs> Dina, <laughs> uh, when Dina gets you know promoted to the lead singer, and then Effie kind of gets pushed out. It's so it's so important to that character arc in the in the uh, movie. Um, so I think that was really, and I think props to Beyonce, even though Jennifer Hudson, you know, this is like essentially her movie retrospect, like retroactively. Um, people remember Jennifer Hudson the most out of this movie, I would say like this was her oh, breakout. Definitely. Role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but speaking of Beyonce, um, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Like since I, I don't even know, like maybe since like 2009. Um, and like, the juxtaposition between her character and Jennifer Hudson's where Dina starts off um, as, you know, this innocent kind of like bubbly um, kind of doesn't have a care in the world's woman. And then Jennifer Hudson is like the opposite of that. I thought they really played off well with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Although here's the thing. I like uh I don't understand why she was nominated for best supporting actress and not best right? actress. Because she was who the hell was the lead, lead then <laughs> by your definition academy 
Like, well, with the top I cast, was, the way it's listed on IMDb, it would probably be Beyonce, be Beyonce. Fox. Which I don't feel like is true because Jennifer Hudson, I, I feel like, gets more screen time, <laughs> even. Yeah, but I think it probably it's probably politics. Like, they pushed for Best Supporting Actress for Jennifer Hudson because she knew they knew she had a better chance of winning that category. I mean, I'm glad she won, you know, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have won. I'm just saying it feels like she's in the wrong category. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like she should be best lead actress, like, or, or best actress, I guess it back, back during that time, but um, not best supporting because she, hell, even on this Wikipedia article, she's the first name on the damn list. <laughs> yeah. On Wikipedia, on the Dreamgirls movie Wikipedia, Jamie Foxx is the first on, on mine. Remember yeah, a different Jamie one. Fox, uh, Jennifer Hudson's Jamie Foxx, Beyonce. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson's last. On here. What? <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm looking at the same one. Look, Dreamgirls film. <laughs> Look, Jennifer Hudson. Oh, we're looking at oh, the side. Yeah, we're looking at the up top right here. Starring. Yeah, there we don't care about that. We care about this. No, I think <laughs> that might be like in order of appearance. No, it's not because like because then if that's the case, the like body is. would have been the steps. It is because because Jennifer Hudson shows up. No, but Beyonce shows oh. up first before we see Jennifer oh, yeah. Hudson, and so does Jamie Fox. Someone retroactively put that in because they're like, "This is Jennifer <laughs> Hudson's movie." Yeah, but like, if you look at the posters, it says. Jamie Foxx, Beyonce, Eddie Murphy, and and then they added in for like the DVDs and stuff and introducing Academy Award winner Jennifer Hudson. Now they that didn't is have true. She didn't have a name before this movie. Like the, yeah. the that's who they were selling the movie off of. I remember that specifically was Jamie Foxx and Beyonce and Eddie Murphy. Were the, Which Eddie Murphy the, also disappears for a good chunk of the film too. Like he's gone during like the middle dies. part. He pops back up during the seventies. I think that's good though, because like it shows how much how willing Eddie Murphy is to be. Like I think his nomination as best supporting actor makes sense. He is a supporting actor. He is not in this movie for very long, but when he is there, he shines. He makes an impact. He does. He he shines heavy. (laughs) Did you know that he left the ceremony after he lost his category? He walked out. He's like, I'm done. You would too. This man, yeah. did, like Eddie Murphy, worked his ass off for this movie. Uh, but here's the thing: I lo- here's the thing. I think a lot of people <laughs> commented about this, and I think it's very true because the same year that Dreamgirls came out, we also had another movie come out. No, actually, no. Shortly after Dreamgirls came out, another movie came out a couple months later, and that movie was Norbit. <laughs> mm. oh, a lot and of people, people talk about how that ruined a lot of people think that cost him the Oscar because they're like we can't enable him he, he's gonna think this is okay to do we can't do that <laughs> we gotta take this can, away from this man we can't can pump up his ego that. anymore <laughs> cause all about politics when did Norbit come out? February 9th 2007 oh that would have been in the middle of Oscar voting oh my yeah. gosh that's what I'm saying it, it lines up too perfectly <laughs> <laughs> and when you do a role like Dreamgirls where it's no longer, you're not, I don't want to say it like this, but I'm going to say it like this, a laughing stock in your own film. You know, you're not a ridiculous character. He was a real character who went through like some serious shit, who had his career, you know, end the way it did, his life end the way it did. It was like a prominent role. And then you go and do Norbert. Norbert? Norbert. Mm-hmm. Norbert. And 
that's just like why man you did this you showed that you can really act like properly like award-winning acting and then you do that like you should have waited to at least after award-winning season release the terrible it, movie fine do it in the <laughs> summertime or like the fall I think that's why yeah. they dumped it in February because they knew the movie wasn't good. And so they're like, they're going to get the most money dropping it in because that's what January and February are. They're the dumping grounds for movies that the studio has no faith in. That's true. Uh, um, but which is why uh, we do a lot of retro reviews during this time, folks. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens when we try to do regular reviews. We got Argyle and Bob Marley. Both were not hitting in different ways, mind you. Different ways because I think Bob Marley's still pretty decent. But I Argyle still stand at Argyle. I, I had fun. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> not because of the movie, but you know, I still had fun. Anyway. Uh, uh, Kim, I, I just want to mention before we get into like any details in the movie, uh, paying homage to the original Broadway production and cast. That's the biggest crime of this produ- movie that Loretta Devine is the only one only that got person. to be in this movie. Because, because that, there are so, like, the original cast, there are so many, it, especially the main dream girl, the main three women, um, have gone on to become, like, house, like, not household names, but, like, major stars in their own right. Yeah. You got Jennifer Holliday as Effie. Like, that, that was her, like, that was her, her role. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph, who those might know uh, from Abbott Elementary nowadays. Yep. Killing it uh, as she Barbara. Pl- she, mm-hmm, she played Dina, and then Loretta Devine played Lorel. So, had some, had some, had some knockouts. Yeah. I've never seen the play. Uh, Barbara is not. There are, there are scenes on, on online. There are scenes on YouTube. There, my favorite is um, the... Uh, Curtis was supposed to love me that scene mm-hmm. where they're like arguing, singing. <laughs> There's that scene on YouTube and it's really good. I, I, I recommend looking that up. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Holliday actually did comment on the Wikipedia. It <coughs> says here, Jennifer Holliday, who originated the role of Effie on stage, expressed her disappointment at not being involved in the film project in several TV, radio, and print interviews. Holliday in particular objected to the fact that her 1982 recording of, and I am telling you I'm not going, was used in an early Dreamgirls film teaser trailer created before production began. Many of the other, many of the other original Dreamgirls Broadway cast members, among them uh, Oba uh, Babatunde, uh, Von D. Curtis Hall, and Clevant Derricks, were interviewed for a Jet Magazine article in which they discussed their varying opinions of both the Dreamgirls films script and production. Also, Jet Magazine. Remember when that was around? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Remember? That used to be little black magazines. It was tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. That that brings me back. (laughs) I think it's a little... Unsurprisingly, I've never read it. As a Mexican woman, I don't really think it pertains to me too much. But uh, that is a shame they didn't get... They only got the red, which I'm curious why. She got a whole song. Yeah, she gets like a whole scene yeah. with speaking lines and song. And it's like, it's weird that she's the only one. They do well, say here, the only thing we get is Loretta Devine, who played Laurel in the original Broadway production, has a cameo as a jazz singer who performs the song, I Miss You Old Friend. Another Dreamgirls veteran present in the film is 
uh, Hinton Battle, who was the summer replacement for James Thunder early on stage, and here portrays Curtis's uh, uh, Curtis Wayne, um, who's the guy who was helping Curtis at the dealership, or uh, he's he no. was the assistant to Curtis at the dealership. Sorry, he didn't play Curtis yeah. Wayne. That was Jamie Foxx. Um, oh no! What the hell? Jay Fox played Curtis Taylor Jr. I guess his assistant was also named Curtis. That's confusing. <laughs> oh, is, is the um, guy's real name Curtis or is his character? No, his Curtis? real name is uh, Hinton Battle. Okay. Oh, I've heard that name before. I have not. Where did I just recently hear that name? Wow. Mm. Somewhere. But, um, but he was in the original as like, a, I guess, like as an understudy. Like the or uh, the replacement for James Early, um, for the original actor played him in the original Broadway cast. Okay, and also, um, and I knew that I just wanted to confirm which songs it was, but uh, four of the songs in the movie were not in this original stage show. Yep, and it was "Love You I Do," "Patience," "Perfect World," and "Listen" when Beyonce sings. And apparently, after preview screenings during the summer of 2006, uh, several minutes worth of musical footage were deleted from the film due to negative audience reactions to the amount of music. Wow, so even back then, people were sick of musicals. <laughs> Among this... <laughs> I mean, well, um, I, I don't believe that because, like, you just got high, high school musical, and then you got Hairspray, right. and then you had Dreamgirls. Like, that, uh-huh. those couple years were, like, musical. Musical heavy. Yeah, that's why uh, among this they were getting some fatigue. One, <laughs> <laughs> among this footage was one whole musical number, CC and Effie's sung reunion, Effie sing my song, which was replaced with an alternative spoken version. I think that's okay though, because to be quite honest, like I and I, I'm curious. I would be curious to get the like to read those old articles from the the like old cast how they felt because. This is a lot of additional songs for a movie musical, and especially one based off of a musical that's successful. Most of the time, most people do not like if they do add a song, they have like one, maybe two, yeah. not four. The Mean Girls and, and the, others. The Mean Girls movie cut like almost half of the songs. <laughs> I that's so. okay. Nobody saw it anyway. Yeah, I was like, I have like an urge to watch that movie because I've just seen so many bad clips of it. There's somebody really quick on TikTok who sat in like the first row for the Mean Girls musical and like recorded it. It So like the angle, yeah, it looks so weird when she's like singing that song. I I guess I won't let her win, or she's you know doing the musical dash and then yeah, but the angle they have like Katie the character's face at is just like. This is. I, I think they should just remove those two front rows from theaters. They're not helping nobody. <laughs> <laughs> not um, doing anybody good. But I will say the four songs they added. I think all of them do a lot hey. for the movie. I think the only one that maybe I could see them like taking patience. out. And, uh, mm, <laughs> so think, do you think patience, actually, no, pa- Jonathan? No, no. I would I, say love you. The, I, the world. Love you, <gasps> I do, and the reason no. why no, no, I love that song no, Don't but I'm like that's the only one that feels like it's like its own little little section versus patience is like has a historical factor of referencing like like we are the world. It kind of sets the time period. Listen is really good, like it really gives us a glimpse into what Dina's thinking 
Perfect World isn't really in the. I don't even know if that one really counts because literally it's in the background. <laughs> we don't even hear any of it. Yeah, I don't except really for like the Perfect last World. two lines. Um, because it's like sung by the like Jackson Five esque oh like, okay. group. Uh, no, but Love You a, and I Hamilton. like I'm and uh, granted I'm not saying they should have replaced Love You. I do. It's just if I had to think about like if they were to cut a song, I could see that one being cut. But I, don't, I would not want them to because I love that song so much. Um, yeah, that one. That one's the one that gave me chills when I heard her sing again. Jennifer Hudson was just like. And I think it was to show just how powerful her voice was and why she should have been the lead singer and why she should have like been in the front. Because none of the other girls had been able to sing like that solo wise. And. I understand why they may have made that song. And then again, it was just a beautiful song. That's the song you also just sing around the house. too. <laughs> uh, when you were just singing a moment ago. Yep, that's true. Uh, it's crazy, though, how much of this movie kind of mirrors Beyonce's time in Destiny's Child. Well, I remember when it first came out, that's what everybody kept saying. I keep telling people like, you all know when Beyonce is good in movies when she's playing Beyonce? Because <laughs> oh. this and Cadillac Records are her two best roles. <laughs> I know she's playing hey, James in Cadillac Records, but she's we basically can't forget obsessed. Beyonce. We can't forget no, obsessed. I, obsessed. No, I will count. She broke mm-hmm. into my house. We she all make fun of those child. lines, okay? We all know that her line reading in that movie is bad. <laughs> but she read it with passion. She did she's read it with passion. Not. <laughs> you know, she she read it. With, I can say that much in her defense. She read it with passion. <laughs> what about Carmen, a hip hopera? Wait, what? Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> you have to look it up. Oh my god! Oh my it, god! It was her first. It was her first. Like, oh my god! Role. But. No, it's it's true. It's like uh, I mean, it's supposed to be Diana Ross's story, but in a lot of ways, Diana Ross and Supremes. and um, yeah, Diana. <gasps> oh my Supremes god, I remember this movie. Sorry, sorry, I remember like, this movie. Yeah. I think I repressed it. <laughs> um, but I uh, going back to Eddie Murphy though. This was the movie that showed me Eddie Murphy could sing. Because up until this point, have an my album girl on the was 80s? to party. Mm-hmm. party yeah, but time, I didn't know about that, all the time, that party album. And also, you never heard that song? I don't know if he, like, not at that Can point. You, no, I hadn't heard like, it. I, I heard it not. much later once I got older. But uh, at that point, uh, my, my in, like, at that point, I was, when Dreamgirls came out, I was 11. And so I, like, my experience with Eddie Murphy was like, Dr. Doolittle and trading places <laughs> you know like and like so you were only America. 11 mm-hmm. I, was I was 12 i was 15 i was in high school <laughs> i was i already had my own car i was i was in <laughs> middle school I, I remember <laughs> i remember being in middle school watching this yeah so it's like i that was my experience with with eddie murphy so hearing him in this role i was like Man, he sounds really good. He's really cool. <laughs> um, and uh, I like I. Th- but what's great because like I've listened to the soundtrack of Dreamgirls too, and he's like, granted, he's not like uh, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't have the same vocal shops that Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson and them do. 
because uh, there's a lot of times where he'll sing and notes will just drop. <laughs> like they don't fade off slow. It's just like, eh! <laughs> like that, they stop. Yeah. <laughs> because, but it's because he doesn't have that quite that vocal range. But I think the best thing about how, what Eddie Murphy does, and I'm sure he may have probably got a vocal coach to help out, is that he like knowing that he makes the songs work for him, like how he wants the songs to sound and feel. Um, and it, and it, and it helps out a lot in that way. And then of course, you know, the, all the, the band and the backing vocals help yeah, cover a lot totally. too. But even song, even that scene when he's like in the club by himself, that's pretty much all him like carrying that entire song. It's just like, I want you baby. I want you like he's he's carrying the whole thing <laughs> and doing a damn fine job of it. But also because it's Eddie Murphy, the comedic elements are still there. <laughs> but That's in true. subtle ways, it's very subtle, like how how funny he is in this movie um, and also conniving at times because you're like, God dang, man, you just met this woman already. You were you ready to cheat on your wife? You prepare it. <laughs> Dude, the plans are happening. It's like you should see. It's like the scenes where you see the little like equations and stuff popping up in front of their head. Like, it's like he's planning right now. Okay, if I put my hand on her butt at like forty five degree angle, that'll then I can bring her in real close, and then I'm gonna look her dead in her eyes and like not break eye contact for a solid two minutes. Then I'm gonna have her like the, when he's like when she rejects him the first time, and he's like, oh, it's gonna take two weeks. I'm like, you've done math on this. You have equations <laughs> built in for your infidelity. This is a master player. <laughs> what? And, and He's playing three D chess. I thought eventually, like when they got to the seventies, <laughs> I thought he had left his wife or something. Like I had assumed. I don't know why that like he was divorced and they got together. No, and then another scene pops up or near the end, she's like, "It's been eight years of a non-married life." I'm yeah. like, "You still with him after eight years?" Here's the question of all that. Is she right to be mad at him because he hasn't married her after six years, despite the fact that eight. she knows he's still married? Eight years. It was eight. Eight? Yeah, after eight years. Does she have the right to even be mad at that point? What do you think was going to happen? Because <laughs> at first she, she seemed hesitant. She was very hesitant. She was like, mm, I don't want to get into this. And then she quickly changed her mind. Well, I didn't say quickly. We yeah. montage through it because it takes a while. We get into Man. like, I think. I quickly think we, in the movie. I think we go yeah. from like the 40s into the 50s and then she decides. So at the, at the very least, we can say maybe like the eight 50s. years. No, yeah. no, they by were the, the time 60s. We go from the 60s to the 70s. No, I'm saying by the time like Burrell sleeps with Jimmy, that's like only from the 40s. To, is it Or is it the 50s to the 60s? It's no, the this 60s. movie starts in like they 1965. In Does it? Yeah, because yeah, they go through the 70s. It's in the 60s oh, okay. and then it goes to. You talking about gotta, decades. Yeah, that would make it by the time in, the in the 19, said, the, the first like the first 50. sentence of the Wikipedia in the 1960s in 1960s Detroit. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, yeah. Um, you think Beyonce and them would still look the same in the 70s? You that tell they did me, in the Beyonce 40s? has been around since the 90s and she still look good. <laughs> <laughs> it is 2024. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson too. <laughs> but speaking speaking of the ages, it's crazy to me how young 
particularly Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson were when they filmed this movie. So when the movie came out, they were both 25, which means they filmed it when they were like 23, 24. Um, Anika Ro- Noni Rose was 34 when this movie came out. So she was a whole decade and older than Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson. When we Hudson. hit like the later years of the movie in the 70s and she's got the, her like mama cut. You know, the like bangs with the like drop it and it's all You're like this suits this suits you. Yeah. I'm like, you look like somebody's auntie right now. <laughs> you going well, to the, you going down to, to the marshals to get you some scented candles yeah. right now. <laughs> Cause they're supposed to be like eighteen at the beginning of the movie. That's the funny thing. She's supposed to be the youngest and she looks the oldest at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> But she still looks great. She still no, she does. and still Absolutely. like Anika Nani yeah. Rose looks amazing still. She's 51 now and she still looks great. Oh yeah, she still looks like she's in her 30s to this day. Mm-hmm. Like she's uh like I and I but I think what helps is that even though uh Anika Nani Rose wasn't the age to like even be sim- close to 18, her acting fills the role. Like she feels like an 18-year-old who's super eager. <laughs> and like ready mm. to go like like yeah. especially that like what can jimmy do for you baby well mr early <laughs> she, she's like it's like she she sells it as like this 18 year old shy girl with no experience yeah who's just happy to be singing on a stage and that's all she wants out of life <laughs> And then for for Jennifer Hudson, once they get to those older years when she has a kid and she's like a mom, she really like she sells that she is a lot older than 25. Listen, (laughs) there's a lot of bad way to do for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that afro was not was given. I'm black and I'm tired. Cause I was like, God damn, you ain't you ain't, you ain't at least gonna take a pick to it or nothing. You just gonna go. You just woke up like that. Just was like, I'm going out to house on time. <laughs> Do you think that was supposed to like fake being her natural hair? Because at the beginning of the film, she complains about the wigs. Do you think that I, was that like is, it's supposed, supposed to be? To... That's supposed to be her natural hair. Yeah, she can't. She's not yeah. wearing a wig anymore. Supposedly. Uh, yeah, but you know. I, I guess like I, I get it <laughs> I mean there this movie did have a lot of like funny little like th- details in it or funny little uh, things that like happen like when they first blew up and Jamie Foxx's character was like Curtis was like hey anybody can do secretary work and that woman comes up she's like I can do it and he looks at her hands he's like what are these she just pops her nails off he's like all right whatever <laughs> um funny enough though like uh, this is a fun fact about me when like because i watched this movie i think the movie had come out i don't remember watching it in theaters but i did remember watching i think i may have watched it when i was still 11 or 12 one or, like one or two around that age and i still knew nothing i knew nothing about anything and uh <laughs> so this the, you know that scene when they're um singing the song i forget which song it is but it's uh during the time where um uh effie goes to the doctor and she and you see the big curtis was supposed to love me that one no before that where like it's the montage and you just see their big reception desk and it has the word reception on it like on the front <laughs> while she goes to the hospital i remember making a joke but it wasn't a joke because i was being dead serious <laughs> being like reception 
What the, they didn't have phones back then. They didn't have cell phones back then. What the hell is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it with my cousin and she just died laughing. She's like, no, it's she's not going there for cell reception. It's <laughs> the reception desk at a hospital. Because <laughs> at, at that point in time in my life, all the only thing I knew about reception was cell reception. I didn't know there was yeah. a thing called the reception desk. But also, even if it was, who the hell puts reception on the desk? Like, like you don't know that that's the reception desk. Well, they desk want to make sure it's clear hospital. what that is. <laughs> they got to make sure it's clear what it is. <laughs> you don't want to mistake it for, you know, like a table or something. It's clearly I, the receptionist desk. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, Jamie Foxx, man. He is the most conniving dude in this whole movie, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish he sang a bit more. In the movie, you know that though I like I like him kind of being the like sneak in the background. I think it works really well. But what if, I, but but I what do if love he had his a song voice. that said, "What if he had a song that said, I'm the snake in the background' or something <laughs> like that?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, "Step Into the Bad Side" is my like second favorite song. Um, first favorite is definitely like um, "I'm Not Going." Uh, and I'm telling you, yeah, and I'm telling you, uh, but the like, like the second favorite, like, like step into the bad side, <laughs> like the way it progresses from it's like starting with the step into the bad side, the bad side. Ooh, ooh, ooh. and then it becomes this disco I, funk gospel <laughs> vibe when it gets to the Jimmy and the Dreamettes. I'm like, yo, like this, this song doesn't stop giving black excellence <laughs> the entire time. I just, I just, I laughed a little bit at the beginning from when they go from the poker game, like when they're doing their illegal activity. I don't know why the singing and the dancing during the illegal activity made it feel a little less badass. <laughs> just like when you start stabbing your fingers down an alleyway. What you weren't feeling <laughs> when he had the, all the fellas in the dance hall and he was just like, all right, fellas, now step, ball, pivot, drop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, they were all amazing dancers. I will say that. Uh, choreograph was great. Yeah, but it, it felt less threatening after a minute. <laughs> my, my song uh, rankings would have to be, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, or... Love you, I do. Those are uh, those are probably tied for for first, and then love you, uh, I do is my third. The, yeah, I love love you, I do. Oh, uh, yeah, and then, first. Mm, and then, uh, um, I what's the name of the song? I keep calling it Curtis was supposed to love me, but that's not the name of the song. It's the one where they're fighting. Oh, I, got you, I got you. I got you. It's all uh, over. It's all over. Mm-hmm. It's all over. Um, it's all over. It's because they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're literally like, they're dragging each other, but they're doing it in a in in a musical song. I put up with your bitching. I put up with your nagging. <laughs> I like how she drags the new girl in there. She's like, I want to find a way in the back. She's, she's like, no, 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 no. You're like, a part of this now. She's like, right, part look, of this. I know when it's I'm my time to leave. I'm, I'm just going to step on I'm, now. And it's like, oh, hold up, bitch. Where you think you're going? You're a part of this now. <laughs> yeah, you're part of this. <laughs> That's very much that. Like, you know what? I think I could beat the traffic. No, you sit down because you need to. <laughs> it's like, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Although she stood her ground, though. 
She stood her ground because Effie tried to tried to check her. She was like, "Hold up, who you th- who you? I know you ain't talking to me like that. I don't even know right. you, but uh, just so you know, <laughs> I ain't the one." <laughs> and that was also the first time that we had seen Dina kind of like stand up for herself because the first like part of the movie, she takes all these insults from Effie like. And she accepts them. But <laughs> yeah. then she's actually like standing up for herself. But a little here's bit. the question, because we never get an answer to this. Do you think she was sleeping with Curtis? Because she never denies it. She just she just kind of just looks all sheepish and sad whenever Effie accuses her of sleeping with Curtis. But she never says Pro- we have never slept together or so we've never been I, together. Well, I Jamie think Fo- about that because he, he was mainly staring at her. She wasn't looking yes, really at Jamie him. Jamie Foxx gave her the gave gave was looking at her like yeah like really intensely all the time so i don't know for sure but the fact that they ended up marrying i was like oh maybe she was stepping with him i don't know because like dina gives him a look when he he's staring at her in her dress and you can't and it's never clear if it's she's just proud to have so because she's never had a man stare at her before like in a in a embracing way, which is like, one of the most ridiculous like, oh, man, things feel, of this movie. I feel proud, or is it be, or is it that she's attracted to him? She's like, oh, hey, Curtis notices me, because um, you know it could be possible that she likes Curtis too. Uh, like he's the, he is the man that like got her her big break after she talked to Curtis first, before Effie even got a chance to to talk with Curtis. So yeah. I feel like it's possible. I, 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 but you know, I think that's just an interesting thing in the movie. We never get an answer to that on whether or not uh, I, Dina did that. I, I don't think so entirely because when they were talking about, um, oh sh- shit, I forgot her name or the third girl, Laurel. Laurel, thank you. Laurel's character about how she was sleeping with Jimmy. Uh, Dina was like, yeah, you you shouldn't do that. That's not cool. And she's like, oh, you, you know, you think I'm just a child. You think I don't know how the world works, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you have some decency. And another factor was that her character presented in the beginning wouldn't have, kind of wouldn't have done that. Because she did care a lot about Effie. She was, when Curtis was like, oh, you're going to be a front line. She's like, no, Effie should. No, Effie should be in the front and center and everything like that. So, I don't necessarily think her character was do, uh, was sleeping with Curtis, but I think they definitely left it up to the audience's imagination. But I do know that like uh, they definitely made sure that Curtis was like showed how much interest he had in in Dino. Mm-hmm. Also, I was I thought it was a little weird. I don't know when he's like when she when she's like, oh, do you like real women? Was it? And he's like, oh, my sisters are real women. And like, so I'm going to date you. Like, I would n- never say compare some a partner to my sister and be like, I'm going to date him because of those qualities. Like, <laughs> in fact, I'm probably going to stay away from you because of those qualities. <laughs> you mentioning the the line when Curtis tells him that they're going solo is always one of my favorite scenes because Laurel immediately flies out there that uh, yeah y'all oh, ain't yeah. with Jimmy you're just trying to break me and Jimmy yo how dare you do that to me you can't stay <laughs> and he's just like y'all ain't touring because okay Calm I didn't down. finish <laughs> y'all ain't touring because you're going on your own and immediately she's like well, well screw that greasy negro shoot I want to go on my own all right. <laughs> It's like, can also, you calm it down? <laughs> uh, 
She was ready. Calm it down. I, I also like the scene <laughs> where Effie comes in and she's like, you told me that it was hard work and patience and dedication. Who is this? Does Martin Luther King even sing? Oh my God. Yeah. And then it turns out. I watched that part with Ari and Ari also was th- like, though, about she's like, she's like, I was about to say, I, I was hoping she was kidding. Cause it threw me. From- <laughs> uh, no, I thought the like, same thing. Cause I, I mean, hadn't seen dream girls before. And I was like, Oh wow. I'm like, did they make her character that self-absorbed? I also really like the scene <laughs> when the riots, when the riots happening and Effie's out in the streets so Jimmy, when Curtis goes to grab her and they see the two people driving by in the car, he's like, black home business. And they're like, okay. <laughs> just like, okay. Which although I didn't realize how historically, and that's, I think the biggest thing I think this movie has going for it too. And why part of why we're talking about it for black history month, because of how many references to black history is in this movie. Granted, overall, it's a history of uh, similar to the rise of Motown and all of those things. And a lot of characters are, um, you know, stand-ins for big Motown Jackson artists. Jackson 5. Yeah, Jackson 5. We see, uh, like, you know, the main characters are Diana Ross. Jimmy Thunder Early is definitely just supposed to be like James Brown and other people. Um, Cece, I saw, is supposed to be like uh, Smokey Robinson. Like it's like, so there's a lot of historical factors, but then like also just like the, what's happening at the time is reflected in this movie as well. And I thought that was a really cool moment where it's like, yeah, after the death of Martin Luther King, they were burning the city down and anything that wasn't black owned Mm -hmm. was getting lit up. (laughs) So it's just like, that's a cool detail that I'm sure is not in the play. Cause how do you implement that into the play? That's true. It's just like, it's like this. so they're like yeah we're gonna utilize and it's like much like hairspray this movie does the same thing of like be a movie don't waste time like it, like yeah we want to see the singing and the dancing but utilize your time well like there are multiple times in this movie where songs are happening and they're singing but it's in the background while we're d- doing another scene to give more information so we're not wasting time and we're moving the story along like we can do both if they're singing in a studio you don't need to watch them sing in the studio for a solid four to five minutes, however long this song is. We can move on at the same time. We could show something else to give you some more information so that when we pick back up the story after this song is over, we're moving along. We're keep we're going. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's, I think, the best testament to what makes this movie great is they don't waste your time at any, at any point. Yeah. What also makes this movie great is that the fact is the fact that uh, it has become relevant in 2023, 2024 via TikTok through the Laurel Challenge. Now, have y'all heard of the Laurel Challenge? No, but you mentioned it no, last week. It it I talked about it last week. So, if you noticed, the first time they are performing as the Dreams, where they're singing, We are Dreamettes. Dreamers. Or is it the Dreamettes? Dreamettes, sorry. Dreamettes. They start. No, the no, they start as the Dreamettes and then they go to the Dreams. They, they, their first time performing as the Dreamettes. Towards the end of the song, when the camera is panning towards them and going around them, you see, and all you have to do is dream. And Laurel is going like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is for the audience people... listeners. Jonathan just sat in his chair, smiling, and spun around. <laughs> so you and know what's happening. Just type in hashtag Laurel Challenge on TikTok. <laughs> you'll 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 have fun. You'll have a lot I, of fun. That's very uncanny valley. Going that style. <laughs> uh, so though thinking of like Laurel is the one I mentioned the most because I feel like her outfits are the most memorable to me. Even though Beyonce ha- and Jeff Rasson both have some killer outfits in this movie but beyonce especially when she gets to the 70s yes Mm -hmm. when she gets to the 70s era and the disco era her outfits when she had the hair the big hair i was like god dang go ahead soul sister (laughs) out here selling soul glow by the can uh (laughs) but she's like like the outfits in this movie and it was nominated for an oscar for costume hair and makeup like and rightfully so, the costumes in this movie are amazing. They just transport you to the time because very seldomly do you ever get a clear indication of what time period you're in as far as like the year specifically. But you don't need it because if you see what the costumes look like, you know exactly what decade you're in without even having to know it's 1970, whatever, 1960, whatever, you know, any of that, which is great. That's a testament really to the the costume design in the in the marketing uh, now, or not marketing sorry the makeup <laughs> and uh i it has to be commended it has to be commended they did an amazing job with all the costumes for everybody they did it was really and they utilized the sets really well too you never felt like you were missing anything and during like it also had a very big like a play vibe to it too like when they left in um it's all over the way they all exited the stage it yeah. looked like it had and then just you been go right into like, and i'm telling you yeah it was it was so well done when they all exited that it looked like it was just straight off the play so the way they utilize the sets almost like the actual play it, it was so well done and i was amazed by some of the scenes they did that with and especially cuz during that scene Je- jennifer hudson gets a spotlight literally in the stage, on which is like, which is like in the world of that movie, you're like, I'm sorry, why is the spotlight operator doing his thing right now? <laughs> no one's here. Why I love you? the idea it, of like lighting, just trying to get ready for the big show because everybody's practicing, and then him being like, I'm gonna just help make this moment a little more dramatic. Just light too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to the left lights, right? for this scene that's supposed to be a very intimate moment between two people, but you don't care. Cause you're just so wrapped into the scene and it's so beautiful and it feels like you are on, you are watching the musical at that point. Like, cause it's just Jennifer Hudson on that stage killing it. And then they fade to black and she leaves. And then we get into the, the dreams singing their song, like, the, like uh, without her. And it feels like a play transition where you would have her maybe like exit stage, right. While the other characters come in. So it's really cool. Um, that segment in particular, um, I, I like. I, I'm, I'm glad that they they did it that way. They filmed it that. Yeah. Way. I'm ready for Dreamgirls to come back on stage, Broadway tour, something. The last time it was Dang. on tour was 2009. Dang, that's a long. It time. has not. It should come. I don't back. think it's. Yeah. Instead it of making movies into musicals. They should just bring back the original musicals that inspired those movies. 
Exactly. Well, they do sometimes. Depends on the musical. Because we- they do Wicked all the time. And now that's getting a movie Well, soon. Wicked's one of those Broadway staples. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Wicked. Phantom of the Opera was. Yeah. Um, no, Hamilton is now those where they do, they're not going to do Hamilton for like the next like 20 years. Um, Lion King. Yeah. Lion King is definitely there. Beauty and the Beast to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. Although like we are, oh, sorry, Jonathan, you're going to say something. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to like go off. Onto something else, but well, I was gonna say we say we do this every time we do a retro, or we've started doing this now every time we do a retro review. But do you think they could make a Dreamgirls 2020 edition, like yo, whatever year 2025, 2026? Oh, who would with a new cast? Yeah, of Mm -hmm. like do another movie, new cast, new singers, all that jazz. There was there were moments nobody eat me up at this comparison, but (laughs) I just saw a little bit of it. I feel like we cast this woman in every single iteration that we do. But there were moments where young Beyonce as Dina looked a little bit like, looked a little bit, little bit like Zendaya at points. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking that. I was like, which character would Zendaya play? Listen. I was like, I, obviously, it would be honest. I, w- I wouldn't, but I wouldn't cast her in a. In I a, would not cast her in. I don't in, think she has. I think movie. she can sing. She's got great vocal range. I don't know if she has Beyonce vocal range <laughs> to play it. Be, now, well, that's that the whole thing said, about though. the Dreamgirls, though. Beyonce doesn't have Beyonce's that's, range that's in this true. movie. Well, She's much softer the and calmer. Here'd be my pitch: Halle Bailey <laughs> should play Dina. Halle Bailey, little too much older, no. No, no. I mean, well, she's in that age. She is she's older, like but she looks young. Like she still looks like yeah. she could play eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, but these, 19 these are supposed old. to be women in their twenties. Halle Bailey's like, eight. oh no, wait, no, she's in her twenties, but she looks like yeah. she's like younger than that. Um, I think I'm. I mean, if you want to skew older, get Chloe Bailey. She does look older. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Bailey sisters. <laughs> both of them could do it. Halle, they both sure. sound Halle amazing. Definitely, yeah. Who would be the other two? Now the other There's two not too many younger black could play Lorel. Okay, her. I can see her playing okay. Lorel. Yeah, um, you just gonna get the whole cast of the color purple. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Where are we putting? I mean, why not? You know, all of them are really good. No, I now Effie would be a hard one. I don't know who to cast as Effie. I think just bring they, back. They, they would go with somebody new. Just bring they, back yeah, they would Hatton. have to get like a new person because I don't know anybody who's popping right now who's young enough to play they the role have to do of like Effie. A yeah, they would have to like search for a new singer for that one, I feel like. Um, and then I don't know who would play the fellas. Uh. <laughs> um, Curtis, maybe let's put, again, color purple. Let's put, um, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Oh my gosh, I love him. What's his name? Shoot. He played Mr. in the color purple. Oh I saw Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Get him to either play. Yeah, get him to play Curtis. I can see He's him playing, playing Danny Glover's character. I don't know about his. A Cur- I mean, he could play Curtis. You know what? He just seems a bit old. Actually, to play Tyler Curtis. James Actually, no, Williams. He's a, he's a little old. Curtis. I think he could play. Not see, Curtis. I can see him I'm as sorry. Cece. No. Cece. That's what I meant. Cece, not Curtis. I can see him as Cece. Granted, though, can he sing? Coleman Domingo? No, Tyler James Williams. I don't oh. know. I don't think no. I've ever seen a movie. He was in that one Disney movie where he was rapping. 
I don't know if that counts because you know they, they, Disney would replace people's singing voice in a minute. Zac Efron didn't even sing his songs in the ooh, first High School Musical. Ooh, ooh, ooh! If we wanted to replace either Halle Bailey or if we wanted to replace either Halle Bailey or um, or who do else do we say her? Mm-hmm. We can get Coco Jones in there. Oh, you know what? She like. Well, I don't mm. know. I would love to see her as Effie though. But yeah, if not Effie, Coco Jones. She would have to put on some weight. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, according to IMDb trivia, Jennifer Hudson gained twenty pounds to play this role. Mm. But um, but yeah, no, uh, Coco Jones. That's a great pick too. I I do like Coco Jones a lot. She's a great actress and good singer. So I think she she mm-hmm. could kill it. She could kill it. We at least have the main dreams cast, <laughs> like the main characters who we're supposed to care about. Wait, who? The who other one casting is Deanne. Dina. Dina. I don't know why I call Halle Bailey. Dina. Oh, Halle Bailey. I thought she was gonna be. I don't think I was paying attention. I'm not gonna lie. I think I <laughs> I think I went somewhere. I, I can see Halle as Laurel too. Zoned off. Just because she's short like Anika Nodi <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be a hard search. It would definitely be a hard search. Uh, the, the, the ladies would be way easier to cast than the fellas, though. I think that's the thing. Because I can't think of any mm-hmm. fellas that would really fill a lot of roles, except for the ones we get all the time, like Corey Hawkins. <laughs> you could cast him. Yeah. Again, cast of the color person. Yeah, I mean, you could cast <laughs> Anthony Ramos maybe as like Cece. Um, I'd be down for that, even though he's not black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least um, I, I don't think he's. I don't, uh, if he, if well, he, he is he. I mean, he's like mixed. Are, is right? Cece, Cece and I think he's Puerto Rican. Heffy are related. They're brother and sister. So yeah, you have that's to what make I'm saying. At least the same race or something. Because <laughs> yeah, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. He says he's of Puerto Rican descent. He is of European, African, and Jewish descent as well. So <laughs> okay, so he's he's a lot of things. <laughs> he's all mixed up. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot. Like it'd be like the fellas would be a hard one. No, yeah. no, no. What? I I got it. Okay. First of all, I know exactly who could play um, Cece Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, okay. That man could do it. He would kill it. As what has he been in? I'm trying. I'm having a hard time. He's uh, Bill. He's Aaron Burr and Hamilton. He's also oh. yeah. Yeah, no, um, immediately, yeah. Yeah. He was in uh Knives Out 2. Yep, he was in Knives Out 2. Knives oh, that's true. He did a good job in Knives Out 2, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we still have Coco Jones as Effie. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, I don't know if she can kill, I am telling you, uh, but she I'm sure she'd be willing to try. <laughs> right. If if Halle Bailey or uh, who else her and her yes if if one of them says no I could see I could see Coco Jones playing a good Dina definitely I could see it especially with the disco yeah. hair mm-hmm. she's got the disco like she's got the disco look like I could see her with the makeup mm-hmm. and everything having the disco look for sure um mm-hmm. um who else uh who's gonna play man it's, I'm having a hard time playing picking Curtis because Curtis has to be someone who's very like 
who can play a conniving, like, narcissist. Know <laughs> like, what I'm saying? Let's um, just uh, throw Samuel L. Jackson in there. What, what a, just because he's always in everything nowadays. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson plays Danny Glover's as, character. As Effie's love interest. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, he's in everything nowadays. <laughs> he can, he about, was an Argyle. What about, my, yeah. what about Michael B. Jordan? Can he sing? We can't just keep throwing people out. I don't yeah, know. Curtis didn't sing too much. Curtis did mostly the yeah, Curtis song. Sing. Like that song. Okay. Uh, but like yeah, you can make anybody sing make anybody one sing. song. Except but for Pierce Brosnan. Though? He did so bad they made sure he couldn't sing in Mamma Mia too. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying. Uh, but <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, I don't I think he would play a decent enough Curtis. But nothing to the level of what, how Jamie Foxx really played this I character. I don't know. I because mean, the only villain he's played that's been any at any type of convincing is Killmonger. And even then, that's just because he played generic, angry black dude number one. Like, <laughs> with a little extra spice on it. With, like, the costume did half the work. He just looked scary. <laughs> Off rip, <laughs> without him even saying anything. <laughs> uh... But I don't. What about what about um, what about Reggae Jean Page? I'm trying to think of like heartthrobs, like black male heartthrobs. Well, Jimmy Fox wasn't really like a heartthrob. That's true, but he was like a love interest for multiple people, so it has to be someone good looking. That's true. I'm gonna look up black, like male R&B singers, 2020s. Who you giving me? <laughs> I think get, you really gotta let go of the like. It has to be someone who can sing, okay? Yeah, like, can Curtis, not just be just you gonna get oh, you gonna get the weekend. Oh, you gonna get the weekend. We know how no, no, that. No, turns you know who probably no, no, the guy from the guy from Nope. They're, What's his name? Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, I think he. he I could, was thinking him. Yeah, he could probably do it. I was thinking him for a second, but I don't know if he could sing. Y'all, I, now day and age, they really get people who can't sing to do these parts. Although that is a big complaint in a lot of things. Why don't they choose musicians, musicians, and stuff like that? So fair enough. We no, should get Kanye need, West. They, the reason they need to be able to sing is because it's the same reason why in Hamilton they need to be able to sing. You need people who can fill would the you, ensemble role too, would you, and harmonize with everybody. Would else. you rather have? I think with the role of with the role of uh, Curtis is less important because. He acts. Ooh. Would you rather have a wait? Would you rather have a, a singer who can act versus an actor who can sing? I would rather have an actor who could sing versus a singer who can act in that role because his role is mostly acting. I I got it. I got a brother who I totally forgot about but could fill the role. Trevor Jackson. Why did I think you were about to say that? But immediate no. Really? You immediate like no. <laughs> but you gotta get Trevor Jackson. He's too like he is a heartthrob. That is Curtis's role. He's he's, he's a conniving, <laughs> like slimy brother. He's the type know. of brother who'd be in the corners. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rubbing his hands together like for no reason. You, like, like, listen, you know someone's evil when they rubbing their hands remember together. There ain't he, no Purell in the middle of them. That means you evil. Remember, <laughs> remember when he went viral for his water challenge and how like intense or his water cover? cover of water and how like intense he was what <laughs> water what 
what this guy need to i don't know if i need to be more on he did a cover of the song water you know make me swear let me hide that song he did a cover of that (laughs) and he was just way too intense and everybody clowned him for it i'm just saying i think he could do it i got faith he was pretty cool and super fly so i like i think he has the ability to play like that role i think he could do it i think he could be a good curtis Now? Well, we didn't say who would be a good Jimmy. That now that is true. That's a hard one. That's a yeah. really hard one. Because that's because everybody else is more or less singing regular. The person playing Jimmy has to pretend to be like James Brown. They have to be a character. So you need like a yeah. singer who can be, be a like character or a character who actor. Be eccentric. Yeah. That's difficult. But also needs to learn how to play that no. sad part because a lot of the songs, he, <laughs> no, a lot of the songs he sings has that uh, the sad smooth thing, and that's the reason he didn't want to do it anymore. He's like, I'm tired of being sad or presenting as sad all the time. He wants to be Jimmy with soul. No, no, I'm saying uh, John. I said no because Jonathan was like Kevin Hart. I'm like absolutely. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we do need to stick Kevin Hart in there just somewhere. <laughs> He could be a cameo. He could be uh, friggin' what's his name? Uh, Jaleel White's character in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. I don't know who would play Jimmy in this modern era who's like a great Ooh. character actor. Because that. Um, no, he's a little bit too old. Who? I was about to say Sterling K. Brown. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy's supposed to be older. He's, he's um, I mean, Jimmy is supposed to be older. He's yeah. supposed to be an older act. So that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily bad, but I don't know. But it's like, you think about, especially Eddie Murphy, the way he played it, like he had the whole package. He's a person who can be a character actor and he can sing in the tone that is like the like classic James Brown-esque vibe. I can kind of see Sterling K. Brown Mm -hmm. as like Curtis, because I've seen him in uh, certain things where he shows his anger. And that, like, where he's, like, I, f- I forget where it was, where he, like, was, was saying something, he got really angry, like, spit was coming out of his mouth and everything, like, the intensity of the argument. He was really good. I wish I remember from, from what. But, like, he had, can have that intensity while still appearing, like, a really cool, like, just listen to me. It's going to be all okay style going on. Mm-hmm. What about David Diggs? Maybe. I can see it. The man, he does have character chops. Like he can, he can do the voices and sing at the he same did time. Sebastian in Little Mermaid. Yeah, he also did Lafayette um, in Hamilton, where he had to do a French accent and rap and and sing. Isn't he like appearing mm. a little too young to be Jimmy though? Um, maybe. But I feel like if you do put the right makeup on him, you can make him look older if you want to. If you wanted him to. Um, Fair enough. That's Jimmy's a hard one. Ooh, what about Donald Glover? He does have the I funk could, vibes see. for sure when he sings, for sure. Yeah. And he has a charm to him. Like just watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he's got a charm to him. Like he's got a charm. Mm-hmm. For sure. When he could when yeah, he wants watching to that has made me appreciate him as an actor. Yeah, well, that's oh, the I first thing I've ever that. seen him in where he's been like a, a bit of a heartthrob where you're like, no, I see the appeal. I see all the ladies like him. He's kind of cool, he's mysterious. He's very chill. You know, like, I, I get it. 
Uh, and maybe it's just because we were used to seeing him either play weirdos or playing like goofy characters that it's like seeing him in, in the role of Mr. Smith where he's very like reserved and he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm coming. I'm just a cool guy. You know, I wear my sweater. Like, and then, he, and then on top of that, he's working like, out. He's got the muscles. <laughs> he would have to keep his like beard a little bit because that does age him. That helps age him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And he has the musical chops. And he, he does. We know he that. does have like a funk, like the back end of the Childish Gambino stuff was more funk centric. So he can probably, I don't think he'll be able to belt like um, Eddie Murphy can, but I think he'll still have the same vibe for sure. And he's a oh, character yeah. actor. He knows how to play a character. Mm-hmm. Like as like a, mm-hmm. and, and be kind of ridiculous and a little more larger than life. So I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Okay. So we have, we have most of our yeah, cast. Because I feel like this is hard. The other ones are very small. We like, we don't really need to, it don't really need, <laughs> need to matter that much. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be Jaleel White's character? Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's how we stick him in there. <laughs> if you want Sam Jackson, you can be Marty. You can play Dan- Danny Glover's character. You don't sing at I'm all. I'm just saying Samuel Jackson just in everything. <laughs> Granted, though, Sam Jackson can sing. All right, Black Snake Moan. That man was singing in blues. <laughs> like you know, I, I mean, it's not a very PC movie nowadays because a movie about a black no, that dude movie, cheating what up you a white about woman. PC nowadays. <laughs> that movie was fucked up when it came out. That's true. <laughs> the fact that he was like, "Yep." You're a little too promiscuous, so I'm going to chain you up to my house. <laughs> like, so you're just going to kidnap her. That's what you're doing. You're kidnapping this poor woman. <laughs> yeah, that was a unique that was, movie. I mean, it's a great um, movie, but it's, that. it's very like, okay, this is, I don't know about this. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, uh, real quick, before we wrap up our final thoughts. I was just going to say uh, IMDb has some trivia on here that I found really interesting. They have like five, but we've already talked about a couple of them. Uh, One of them says screenwriter and director Bill Condon instructed Jennifer Hudson to show up late on the set every day to better understand Effie's diva behavior. I feel like that's not, (laughs) that's, that's just seems like, like, it seems like it's like, Okay, you're scheduled to be late now, so just show up at this time. But it's like, I Maybe feel like she can still play a diva without else? being late in real life. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe he didn't tell like anybody else, so they're all like, Jennifer Hudson? Oh, I feel like yeah. that would hurt her career, though, yeah, if he didn't actually, tell anybody yeah, else. They'd was, be like, man, Jennifer Hudson just... is not professional. She didn't come to set on time, ever. <laughs> well, I guess it's like the entitlement of having your own schedule compared to like everybody else's. In a weird way. I guess. <laughs> um, another one says Jamie Foxx initially declined to play Curtis Taylor Jr. because the salary offered was insufficient. Remember that meme? Insufficient funds, said Jennifer Hudson. Anyway, uh, Denzel Washington was offered the part after Fox, but declined because he can't sing. <laughs> Once Beyonce and Eddie Murphy were attached to the production, Fox rethought his decision and accepted the role. Also, fun fact, you know who else was up for the role? Will Smith and Terrence Howard. <laughs> uh, for, for Curtis? Yep, both of which I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and lastly, 
Jennifer Hudson beat out 782 other actresses for the role of Effie White, including her former American Idol rival, Fantasia Barino. Listen, mm. like, she's like, look, goddammit, you you won American Idol. I'm taking this one. Okay? But I'm going to win this, this one. Is mine Let this me time. <laughs> No, you sit down because you don't deserve this. <laughs> like, like, you already got yours. I need to get mine. You can't, you can't black out a whole nother city to, to get me out of here in this <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Um Also, another one that... And why'd they have to call her her American Idol rival? Because technically <laughs> she was. <laughs> they, she did. They why, both they couldn't, couldn't say win. Competitor. One of them had to win and one had to lose. <laughs> Uh, although here, fun, the fun thing about CC R&B star Usher was to have been cast as CC White, but contract negotiations failed. Usher was unable to dedicate half a year to the project. Andre 3000 of Outkast was also offered the role, but declined after briefly considering R&B singer Omarion, singer slash actor Keith Robinson was eventually cast in the role. I love that they went to like so, so many different people because CC doesn't have a big role in the movie. So really yeah. any moderately good singer could fill the role but like yeah like the fact that omarion usher i, I can't see any of them playing that role maybe andre at the time especially uh, usher at the time he was he was far too big to play such a not, i want to say insignificant role but a role that was such behind other characters and he didn't have the acting chops i feel like not that you, cc's character needs the major acting chops I- did I actually been in any movies like as an actual actor? Mm-hmm. At that point, he had been in a couple, but most of them, it was just like the movies he had been at that time were just like, and it's me, Usher. Handsome well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't really become an actor for real, like someone like a like an Andre. Yeah. I think at that point had did Wild Wild, um, with with Big Boy. I think. I'm not sure. I don't know when Oddlaw came out. Um, but, uh, and Omarion had only done You Got Served at that time, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Which maybe one day we'll review on this podcast because that's also a black classic. But, <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in that same article, Jerome. Uh, where it talks about uh, the most crucial casting decision, Effie White. Uh, a total of 783 singing actresses auditioned for the role of Effie White, among them American Idol alumni Fantasia Brina and Jennifer Hudson, former Disney star Raven Simone, and Broadway stars Kapathia Ka- Jenkins and Patina Miller. Community actress Yvette Nicole Brown was also in the running for the role, but was eventually cast as the legal secretary to Fox character. What? She was in there? Yeah, she's in the background. Um, you did not see her. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're like, we'll give you a job, but uh, you know. Though, right. Though Barino emerged as an early frontrunner for the part, Hudson was eventually selected to play Effie, though leading Barino to telephone Hudson and jokingly complain that Hudson <laughs> stole Barino's part. <laughs> She hit her with one oh, of those Nicki. So maybe she hit her one of those Nicki Minaj maybe calls. Do. Just like, ho, the family that you have lied about. <laughs> oh, so maybe that conversation that we that we mentioned earlier actually did happen. Yeah. 
I I think I think they have a probably a fun combative friendship <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that of like like you took my like for real girl you gonna take my role but seriously though congratulations girl let's go hang out on Miami sometime or something bye okay I love you bye <laughs> <laughs> and then it also mentions Anika Noni Rose the Broadway veteran and Tony Award winner won the part of Laurel Robinson. After an extensive auditioning process, Rose, significantly shorter than most of her co-stars at five feet, two inches. Dang, she is short. (laughs) Yeah. Was required to wear and dance in four and five inch heels for much of the picture, which she later stated caused her discomfort. I'm sure. Like, you know what I mean? That's Beyonce is the only one who's ever made dancing in heels look easy. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how she does it, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like, yeah, I was like, cause I didn't know she was that short though. I thought she was much taller than that. That's yeah. crazy. But I mean, Hey, like they, they, I think they cast all the right people for real. I think they did. I right. think they cast all the right, even the small parts, Sharon Leal, as we haven't talked about her much, cause she's not in the movie much, but as like the fourth dream member, uh, Michelle Norris for the little time she's on screen. She's pretty good. I yeah, like Sharon Leal. Mm-hmm. She's pretty decent. Um, I didn't, I remember this movie. I didn't know she could sing <laughs> until this movie. Cause I think, I don't think why did I get married? It came out yet, but that was the Tyler Perry movie where I, for the first time ever knew who she was. And then I'd watch dream girls later and I was like, Oh, she was in this movie. Cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, she's, although she, she has a hard job of being represent. Like she's based upon three of the Supreme member. <laughs> I don't know if that affected her role at all as far as like like looking at those roles, but she's in there. <laughs> um, also, you know who was the most legit surprise of a people that I'm like, you're in this movie? Even though he has like all of maybe a minute and one to two lines in this film. John Krasinski. <laughs> I did yes, that too. And John, like, John uh, Lithgow. Lithgow. Yeah. Lithgow. Yeah, I was like, what are you two doing there? Like, I was like, I didn't realize, I, didn't, I, I still almost didn't recognize him because of how his hair was and everything. I was like, wait a minute, is that John Krasinski? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to do a double take. <laughs> that was like probably right as The Office was starting. I think so. Or some, or maybe it already started, but it was like, it, it was building yeah. popularity. Like, he still wasn't famous, I don't yeah. think, yet. Um, right. So. Uh side note uh hinton battle um the reason why i recognize his name is because he recently passed away he passed away january 30th mm. oh um and yeah and he was the original scarecrow in the Wiz. oh um, wow okay mm-hmm, in the broadway musical man oh. well okay. you'll be missed Hopefully he went peacefully yeah rest empowered but uh, all that to be said, well, uh, this movie is amazing, y'all. Did you say rest uh, in power? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the new thing. Rest in power. As opposed Since, to rest in peace. Why rest in power? Like, I forget the entire thing. Because that's a new thing in the black community that they've been, uh, that's been said for a lot of uh, black people who have passed. And I forget oh, the okay. exact... I think it's like... What is, what is, like I'll have to look it up. I mean, you like have the power of the internet. 
Rest in power is a saying that's used to replace rest in peace, which is said after someone dies. The phrase rest in power is used for people who have dedicated their lives to activism or those who have died due to oppression such as racism, homophobia, transphobia. Um, no, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can. All right. I was just like, oh shit, is that like a new thing? Like, I'm very <laughs> behind on lingo. And then somebody says something new to me. I'm like, oh, do I have to learn something? Well, that's actually a very nice sentiment. Um, but yeah, granted, I don't know if he did fight as much oppression, but I imagine he lived a long life, probably through a lot of it, a lot of moments as a like, and I don't know if he was an activist per se, but still, nonetheless. Yeah. Hope his soul's in a better place and he's out here killing them in the Broadway stage. For the angels and Jesus Christ and everybody else up there and just being like, I'm out here killing them. <laughs> Hope he's doing the whiz in heaven. That sounded wrong. <laughs> but Dream Girls is an amazing uh, film. Anyway. You should watch it if you have not seen it. Uh, if It's on YouTube for free. It is. It's also on Paramount Plus if you have it on Paramount Plus as well. So, like, if you have, uh, that's where I watched it. Um, okay. And it's it's just an amazing musical film. If you have not seen it, can't recommend it enough. It is for me an A plus movie, and I'm sure I don't know about. I'm not going to speak for uh, you two if it's an A plus movie. Um, actually, Alex, I am curious what your thoughts are because I didn't know you hadn't seen it before. What did you think coming into it with fresh eyes? Well, actually, I heard a lot of people say they didn't like Dream Girls, so I was expecting something kind of worse. I guess because like a lot of early 2000 films weren't very great. You were like, oh, yeah, this was definitely made in the 2000s. But Dream Girls, I really enjoyed. I loved all the musical numbers. I was I felt like at the beginning there was like one musical number after another. I felt that was a little crammed when they first started because it was literally everything was just another song, another song, another song. Like there was no talking like whatsoever. But like after they got like basically uh the one uh oh that one song hold on step into the bad side the the music started getting a little more spaced out and then it started feeling like a better pace it stopped feeling so rushed it started you know feeling like it felt like good and i was able to watch it a little more comfortably so i thoroughly enjoyed it i think this is definitely like an a movie and something that shows the range of people singing, especially Jennifer Hudson. I swear, every time. She's, I learn how beautiful her voice is every single time. And it also shows how well singers can actually hold back their voice too. Like what we said with Beyonce. And how much control they have over their, their voices. It's, it's pretty like cool to look at from like an analytical point too. As well as like the costume designs are gorgeous very um faithful to the periods they were in you know and just i think all around it was a good movie and i'm not sure why so many people disliked it or why i've heard so many bad reviews on it i think it was great so dream girls is great hmm. uh side note i did not realize that dream works is one of the production companies responsible for this movie <laughs> i thought they only did animated stuff Oh no! Um, it's like it's so, like two different divisions, like DreamWorks Animation and then Dream, kind of like Disney. There's like the Disney Animation team, and then there's the yeah. Disney but you you Disney you think company. Disney, and you can think both. But when you think DreamWorks, you automatically when you think go DreamWorks there, animation. Yeah, 
you go to that's Ice Age. The best you movies are the animations because yes. <laughs> the other ones are like hit or miss when it comes to the live action stuff. Sometimes it's great. Although, funny enough, that's half of how that's what uh, got Eddie Murphy to take the role was Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's one of DreamWorks co-founders, pitched like pitched the role to him and convinced him to take the role of Jimmy Early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all cool to know. Well, all in all, uh, I enjoyed watching this movie again, visiting it, uh, the music. I used to listen to the soundtrack all the time. The soundtrack was always just something that was playing in the household because my my parents had this on DVD. They still have it on DVD and used to watch it all the time, especially my dad. He loves this movie. Um, yeah. I, Although... I. Can't say enough good things. thing I found out about myself, both between this movie, Hamilton, and some other musicals I've watched, even Hairspray to a degree. I'm an act one guy. I, I like I like I I love the music and stuff in Act One and Act Two. I don't think there's been a musical I've watched yet where I've said my favorite songs are in Act Two. They're almost always in Act One. I love listen. <laughs> I will say that's kind of true. It almost feels like though they give more. It's more like hearing during the first act and then a lot more visual during the second act where you can kind of see more in like the costume change and the set designs and things like that. Almost feels like they give more to visually in second acts in films that I've noticed or at least in films that I've noticed in plays. It's a little more controlled because of, you know, the space and the budget they have. But like when it definitely in films like that second act when they're running the running out of time they are like here look look at be distracted by the shiny <laughs> although i although jimmy although, got soul though is my, is, although, is a good song i do love that song that jimmy got jimmy got jimmy soul, got, jimmy got soul. <laughs> although hairspray hairspray has some bangers in the oh it does you it got does. you got run and tell that is that you got well, well that's um, true hairspray is three it's, acts it's like so that I guess yeah. is true you got you can't stop the beat you got uh without love you got Damn. you got a lot of stuff that's true hairspray is an uh, unfair example because it's not a two-act structure like most musicals or plays it's three like a regular movie um so i guess yeah i guess for me like a hairspray it's the first the one or two acts i i don't hate you can't stop the beat it's just not one of my favorites like uh comparatively yeah. to like Damn. without love run and tell that um you got uh I know where, what's it called? Uh, I know where I've been. Queen Latifah song. That's, there's a road. <laughs> oh, Queen Latifah should be in the Dreamgirls remake as like Dina's mom or something. As who? Or Aunt Ethel. Or I don't know. She should be in that. it. I don't know yeah, if she should be like absolutely. necessarily having to sing, but she should be in it just in general. She should just be there. <laughs> just create a, I mean, they created songs for this movie. Just create a character for Queen Latifah. Um, but comment below Um, audience tell us what you think about dream girls do you love it do you hate it why if you hate it just know that we're coming for you but uh (laughs) comment below tell us how you feel about dream girls um and uh socials jonathan where can people find you you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can follow us at The First Ones to Die on all your favorite social media platforms. You can email us, thefirstones to die at gmail.com. 
you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on audio, your favorite podcast platform, please give us five stars and a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Jerome, where can people find you? You can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram. And also check out the YouTube channel for extra content that you cannot get on any of the audio streaming platforms, stuff like mini reviews, book reviews, gaming content, blogs, other things that we are posting up there and also visual versions of all the podcast episodes so you can see all three of our lovely faces and some stuff does go down visually sometimes we'd be sharing screens sometimes we do trivia rounds that require you to have to look at pictures or read the stuff so you're gonna want to go on over to the youtube channel if you want to get the full first ones to die experience so what you're going to do is go on over there subscribe like favorite share and hit that notification bell so you don't miss when we drop some new stuff all right go ahead and do that do it now. Alex, where can people find you? Sorry, I just got off work earlier, so <laughs> when my you're bad. Not young. <laughs> uh <laughs> long ass day. Uh you can find me at Alex and W on TikTok and on Instagram. And you can also find me at the first ones to die TikTok where I post little clips of episodes we have done and future episodes and things we're gonna do and just random shit I'm doing because I get bored, so Nice. Yep. Tune in next week for something. <laughs> I'm for something. working on it. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. So tune in next week, audience. Oh, I wouldn't have known it, what we were doing next. It's week. a legit surprise. And uh, you're gonna, you're not gonna want to miss what it is. So tune on next week. We can't wait to see you there. But until then, have a good night, good morning, good evening, or whenever you're watching this. And we will catch you for the next. One. Bye. Bye. Bye.